Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. Uh, today, we have a really cool guest, one of my old friends, Daniel David Pouliot. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. I'll have to ask him. It's been a long time. Um, he is in, uh, when we met, he was at a band called Bleeding Kansas. We used to play shows back in the day. On the episode uh, with my buddy Mike Wetzel, he was the bass player for that band. Uh, Daniel went on to be in a thousand other bands, Horse the Band, Ancestors, uh, probably is the most notable, Silver Snakes, um, and many, many others since then. Uh, it was really great to chat with him, really great to catch up with him, and um, I fucking love this man. He's the nicest man in Doom. It's hands down. For those of you who kind of are noticing... Um, John Scheimer has decided to step down from the podcast. Uh, no hard feelings, no weird shit between us. Um, with him opening in the restaurant recently and life getting back to normal, possibilities of going on tour, uh, he finally um, just decided that it's something that he can't really be here every week for, especially if he's going to be leaving town and stuff like that. Um, so I'm going to be running the shit by myself, man. Uh, this is my uh, passion. This is my my project. It's my thing. I love having John on. He's one of my best friends in the world. I love him to death. Um, but if you don't feel like you can commit and be around, then, um, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? This is how it goes. Uh, uh I'm still going to be doing episodes with guests, uh, probably some stuff on my own, uh, putting more content out on my own, seeing how that goes. Uh, please bear with us here. Um, nothing's really going to change. Still talking to cool musicians, still kind of talking about DIY, uh, ethics and how to use those in real life. Uh, politics, music, parenting, whatever it is. Um, so I appreciate everyone that's uh, joined on and watched us both for this last whole year um, or listened to us. Uh, it's been really, 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 really awesome to get the feedback that we have and the, uh, the love that we've been getting. Um, I just, uh, this is something that I really, really enjoy doing and um, Scheimer can't, he just doesn't have much time to put into it. So um, rather than, uh, you know, being dead weight, uh, he'd, he'd rather just send it off on its own. So, uh, love you, John. And, um, and, uh, I'm sure he'll be on probably in the next episode or so, and we'll kind of talk about it and see what's going on. But from now on, it's just me. Uh, if you guys are tired of my shit, uh, too bad. Cause it's just going to be me now. Uh, having said that we have, uh, the patreon.com for all these episodes come out early. On, on that, probably Wednesdays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, a video comes out. And then there's always bonus content. We do tour stories that are exclusive to Patreon. So if you want to hear some uncensored, wild fucking tour stories from a lot of these musicians, you're going to go on there. $1 a month gets you in the door. Uh, the higher tiers get higher stuff. Um, we got a lot of cool guests lined up. It's been really easy for me to line up guests since it's just me now. Uh, so I got about four or five weeks worth of guests lined up already. Some pretty cool people. And um, so check out patreon.com slash goodheavypodcast. Uh, also the mass, uh, big cartel, get heavy We're, we're starting to finally, we're going to be getting rid of these bad boys here. Um, so I dropped them down to five bucks. I want to get rid of them. Uh, go ahead and check that out. Get heavy podcast.bigcartel.com. $5 plus shipping. Uh, hopefully Corona is over soon so we can do that. Also, you know, I know you hear this on every podcast, but 
please rate, subscribe, listen, put us in your notifications and Instagram. Uh, if you follow our Instagram, it's, uh, there, I, I curate a lot of wild fucking TikTok stories. So, uh, you can check that out. Uh, get heavy podcast on Instagram, get heavy podcast on Facebook, uh, get heavy podcast on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. All right. Having said that, enjoy the episode. Um, how's, uh, so can you hear me? Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Great. Beautiful. I fucking, I love to see your face, dude. That, that gotcha. Awesome, man. I mean, it's been so long since we caught up, you know? I, I don't think I've seen you with like so little facial hair. Yeah. Most people haven't. Yeah. Like, you know, running through old memories. I, I, I have a friend who I work with that's from, um, very close. It's Hesperia, which is right next to a uh, Victorville. Oh yeah. And like, dude, I played at a warehouse music in Victorville. He's like, wait, right. what? Yeah, and I don't know why that's just like a fucking standout memory. Cause it's like, who the fuck would go play Victorville? Like, right. What? Yeah. What were we thinking? That's, I think dude, that was Mike Wetzel that booked that, but I was like, it was great. It was fun. I actually had Mike on a couple weeks ago. Awesome. Talked. And, um, and we talked about that show cause that was one of the first shows. I think it was, I don't know if it was Collapse or Drones or something. It was one of our old bands, you know, one of my old bands. I'm not even sure which one, but it was like one of our first real out-of-town gigs. You know what I mean? And you guys just, like, let us follow you out there and jump on the show. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but, you know, we obviously there's no money at all. You guys yeah. shared your merch money with us, like, to get us home for gas. And it was, like, so fucking cool. And then after that point, remember, I mean, it was on, dude. Kung Fu Corner, the fucking, you know. We were playing tons of shows together. I can't remember which band it was back then. I feel um, like that was Collapse. It might have been, yeah. Because it became Drones after that. And I think I got some sort of a cool black shirt with red ink that had like a satellite on it. Right, yeah. My my boy came down the stairs wearing it the other day. I was like, hey, where'd you find that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just happened to, I've happened to keep like at least one shirt from most bands I've ever been in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, now my boy's like getting to the age where he's starting to fit stuff and he'll come down in like an Ox versus Thunderbird shirt or a drone shirt or a fucking whatever, you know, and you're like, that is weird, man. What a fucking world, dude. I can't even imagine. It's wild, man. Um, Well, dude, how's the night shifts treating you? Are you, you're, so you're working full night shifts now? Yeah. So I work four tens, which is awesome because I have like basically three and a half days off every week. Right. Um, Right. The night shift, I, I kind of had to like move stores and it was just like this first opportunity. It's at a really mellow spot. Um, I feel like cause of all the touring I've done and the night drives and fucking, you know, smoking tons of weed and just like plowing through kind of set me up. So I'm like, I have a decent time when I'm there. The, the job itself is really cool. I get paid pretty well. got good benefits. Yeah. But it fluctuates week by week. Cause my partner has the same days off. So when I'm getting home on Wednesday morning to like start my weekend, mm-hmm. she's just waking up. So I'm like in this, I don't, I should go to bed, mm-hmm. but I never do. I start drinking early in the morning because now when I get I home, it's like 830 in the morning. Right. right. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, this is the equivalent of like my evening time. So I'm going to have a couple of beers before I go to bed, which is right. normally fine. But then there's days where I'm like three or four deep and just fucking going to town. So I get home on Wednesday. Wednesday and I just started drinking and then by Wednesday evening I'm just like blacked out when we're trying to hang out so it goes <laughs> yeah. about half and half sometimes yeah. I'm like pretty good about it and I could take naps but that kind of like throws my whole eating schedule my sleeping schedule oh yeah in. 
It fucks you, know, you, dude. I mean, it really fucks your whole life up. I mean, you know, I did. I used to do it on in construction, you know, on the freeways at night and shit. And we'd have to do, you know, I'd do days, you know, I'd work the day and then come in for a night shift and do it like a 24-hour shift straight. You know what I mean? What? Yeah, I mean, and it just, it fucks you up so bad. Like, when you can get on, like, a night, a regular scheduled night shift, it, it's a little more manageable. But you're right. I mean, I got to the point where I'd get home at 730 in the morning can unwind you know i've just been screaming at people on the fucking freeway all night you know and then like and then i have to have a few beers you know what i mean and i don't fall asleep till 12 or whatever you know 11 or 12 and then yeah it just fucks your whole deal up dude it's crazy to get used yeah. to but i do, guys like it i do really enjoy yeah i work with a couple guys that are like fucking freight freight team for life and i'm like damn dude they've just been doing it a while but yeah i do love Kind of, there's never any traffic. Mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with any customers. I'm like around very few people. I got my Bluetooth speaker, so I pretty much just make playlists and listen to podcasts and just kind of do my own thing. It's like pretty simple work. So I really enjoy kind of like, I don't mind sleeping during the day and I'm happy to like deal with less fucking people. It's right. Especially during COVID, right? I mean, what are you, what are you missing anyway right now? Exactly. It's, it's lowered (laughs) my stress level pretty substantially. So I feel like I do really like it, but the sleeping thing has still just, I haven't dialed it in yet. I've only been doing it for about two, two and a half months now. Yeah. It takes a while to get used to man. Um, I mean, I, I never, luckily I never had to work long, long stretches at night. My, my stuff was more, like, you know, just these massive 50, we would do these 55 hour closures where we close a whole entire freeway and, and fucking rebuild it in a weekend. You know what I mean? Dang. It was just chaos. You know what I mean? But you're done for the next, the rest of the week you're screwed, you know, cause you're out of whack and you're all fucked up. But, um, when did you make the move to Portland, dude? Um, it was when me and my ex, we had just got married and, uh, we moved up here together about, God, I guess it's been almost four years now. I think it's been three and a half, four years. Mm-hmm. And we how got. Do you, how do you like it? I mean, I love it. I love it. You still uh, do? We, yeah, we moved up here together, and then shortly after, we we got a divorce, and I was slightly contemplating moving back. My parents were immediately like, "Oh, cool, you're coming back!" Like, because they missed. I pretty close to my parents. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And and then I told my mom, I was like, Mom, I'm I'm not coming back. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna get my own place. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, dude, I love it. It's compared to LA, you know, I've traveled quite a bit and if I had if I wasn't able to, I'd move to like somewhere in Scandinavia, I'd move to like sure. you know, Denmark or, or Holland or somewhere like that. That would be my ultimate goal. But um compared to LA, it's just less crowded, less traffic. Less selfish people. Mm-hmm. Um, just drugs are legal. Less, All drugs yeah. are legal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, not easy. Not as easy to get drugs. Coincidentally. Yeah. Um, do you get than, so? Do you get an Antifa card like just for moving there, or does yeah. do you have to apply? Yeah, it's, it's actually like when you register your car yeah. every two years, you um, mark it on on the thing. Like you're uh, an organ donor and a member yeah. of Antifa. A little black sticker, it's not a red sticker. Yeah. Exactly. With, and dude, it's just like. Uh, it's more mellow. I feel more comfortable. I'm back in LA. I was smoking so much weed just to like deal with the traffic. I, I commuted so much and spent so much time in my car, which 
I technically don't mind, but just when you're moving so slow and well, uh, there's a difference. An hour and a half driving in your car is fine if you're making miles, but an hour yeah. and a half driving in your car for 15 miles, you're like, I'm gonna kill something, dude. I, this is trying fuck, to, you know, trying to go from Burbank to like chain reaction, <laughs> right. you know, yeah, or, good luck. <laughs> or Coos and Santa Ana. Like there was just mm-hmm. so many places that I was like, you know, I was playing in five bands. I had some sort of a rehearsal or a show or a band meeting every night, mm-hmm. trying to hang out with my parents, going to shows, mm-hmm. you know, having having friends crash. It was just like a nonstop thing. So okay. I was, uh, I just kind of wore myself out a little bit. And up here is like, I feel a little more comfortable. I feel like a little bit more like I could be myself. Um, yeah, it just feels a little bit more like home, oddly. Yeah, well, it's good. Than man. LA does. So I, I love it. The beer up here is insane. Yep. Um, I love San Diego West Coast style beer, but Portland has such like a rich beer scene and uh, the weed up here is amazing and super cheap. Yeah. Um, the food up here is out of control. I've mm-hmm. definitely like gotten pretty fat from COVID, like <laughs> dealing with depression and anxiety and stuff. So one of my favorite things is like planning out and, and thinking about what fucking takeout place I'm going to get. I know. Or, it's crazy. Um, sandwich place or something like that so um but yeah in the end i'm i'm pretty happy dude i got a cool apartment in a cool part of town and and my cat i have a 20 year old cat who's who's probably gonna come over and visit she's uh i just found out she has cancer so that's been kind of tough to deal with because she's like my fucking best friend yeah that's a bummer 20 years old that that's a long run dude you know And, and she's still like it's not super bad she's still uh Hanging in there and eating and drinking well and yeah, come here, come here, come here. Yeah, you've always been a cat guy, right? Uh, you know, I never was growing up. Um, you had I dogs, was, right? I think was always dogs. allergic to cats. Oh, dogs, right, and, right. Um, I had dogs growing up, and then when I started to date my ex in the late two thousands, that was the first time I really ever spent some time with a cat. Yeah, and um, from that point on, I definitely became a cat person. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. They're just, it's, they're, they're mostly shitty roommates. You know, yep. I already have three kids. They're also shitty roommates. <laughs> a cat is a fucking worse roommate. You know what I mean? Yep. But I mean, it, our cat's cool. You know, he's just a savage. They're fucking, you know, my yeah. kids are savages. The cat's a fucking savage. I don't know what else. I, I mean, Apparently it's me. I think it's me. You know I, mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's crazy. So have you been like, obviously the COVID shit was brutal. You know what I mean? Hopefully you didn't lose anyone or get real sick or nothing you know we we kind of started this again you know it was me and john i kind of made the announcement i'm going to post it today but me and john john is not going to be doing the podcast anymore it was me and my buddy uh he's started a restaurant uh fatty vegan restaurant um it's like all vegan junk punk rock vegan junk food junk food and it's really cool Uh, but he's fucking so busy and then the possibility of tours is coming back he's a big tour he's a tour manager and he's just like, dude, I just can't do it. So I'm, I'm taking it on my own, which is, it's been my passion the whole time to do this, you know, to talk with people. But, um, we, the reason we started is because we wanted to connect with our friends during COVID. And it's like, fuck, we're all going crazy, you know. But was COVID? Did you get it? I mean, how did you? How, how are you feeling now that we're almost through it? Um, hopefully, hopefully, it, it, it's been a battle up in Oregon to get the vax. Um. It's different from California. I'm seeing all these people in California months back just like, yeah, come up for a shot, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. My parents got it, you know, six months ago. Right. Um, so getting the shot has been difficult. Um, before it really got announced, before it was a thing, I think in February of last year, mm-hmm. um, my 
partner and I went to like an Airbnb thing on the coast and I was pretty, I thought I had the flu for like a week and then COVID kind of happened. And six or nine months later, I'm like, you know, fucking what? I think we both had like a light case. I think we both had this. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of debated. We're not sure. Um, other than that, I, I was not affected. A bunch of people at my work have kind of, you know, they make like a, an announcement when someone tests positive. So that was kind of stressful because there was people that I was kind of physically close with that got Around, it. Yeah. Um, but I never, I never had anyone really get truly affected by it other than like some people had it. They got better. I just got my first shot a month ago. I'm going on Wednesday to get my second shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to like, come back down to California soon to see my parents. And- right, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just such, you know, I got mine, I'm, you know, cause I'm technically a teacher now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I got mine a couple, like my second shot, like a, probably a solid month ago at this point. I'm okay. fucking done, dude. I'm over it. You know, I'm out there. I'm going Joe Rogan, no mask fucking, you know, <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm wearing a mask, all that shit, obviously. But you know, I'm just like so ready for shit to be open at this point, dude. I'm so excited. The possibility of possibly playing shows again, you know yeah. what I mean? And I never realized how much I miss that shit, you know, or just being out and seeing people and all that, you know. Are you doing music up there? What are, what are you doing right now? I mean, Ancestors is kind of on a weird hiatus or something, I know. Yeah. So I'm still kind of doing a few things. Um, to touch on what you just said, though, like, it, it, I was in L.A., I was just doing so much stuff. And then even when I moved up here, I was still going to a couple shows a week. I, I was, like, staying pretty active um, and checking out new music and once that stopped, I'm just like, oh, my God, I have this void. I, I miss live music so much. Will it ever be the same? What am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been rough. But I have been kind of, like, slightly active with music. I've been writing stuff on my own for the first time in probably, like, 10 years. So I've just been, like, kind of working on demos and stuff, kind of tracking everything myself. Um, I do play in a band called Cetacean that's kind of, like, neurosis meets opeth meets like i was listening to it today dude i i was it's fucking pretty good man it's you know space trippy heavy you know the whole deal you got the you got all the bases yeah i've always said you're the nicest man in doom (laughs) (laughs) that might be debatable but i'll take that i mean i I, i'd like to meet someone else that's the nicer man having said that like all of the fucking people in this band are the sweetest most gentle and fucking awesome dudes ever they're all very different personality wise, but everybody like one, one dude works. What school does he work for? He does like um, astronomer kind of like NASA shit. He's just like a fucking genius and yeah. doing all this stuff. They're all just very talented. That's cool. Well, let's, very- let's roll it back. Nicest drummer in doom. How's that? Okay. I'll give you that. I'll I'll give you that. that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so basically they've, they've written an, an entire album and I've tracked some stuff um, probably in the next few months. They're going to, come up here we're gonna rehearse and like get some of the songs dialed in and then hopefully you know late this year early next year um we'll go do you know gabe he recorded all the ancestor stuff he he yes he yeah worked with ken andrews from failure for a while mm-hmm. um, is that the guy that i went and did the vocals with he was at a at, on the ancestors record i don't know yes not too far from ventura like Woodland Hills area. Yeah, I think that was, yeah, that was. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the plan is they're going to come up here and we're going to just rehearse these songs. They're, every fucking song has 
30 parts, 40 parts. They're all very complex. It's so hard <laughs> yeah. from a drummer standpoint. Mm. And then there's all like, oh, and, and the, the third time we do this, then like, don't forget, like grab your, you got to do a little fast stop. And then we come in and then we add, <laughs> like, God damn it, you guys. I can't even make a, a note with like, you know, a cheat sheet. Right. So I'm doing that. I'm really looking forward to that. The new songs are ridiculous. Um, Horse the Band. Um, let's see, when was the last time we toured? We, we did a little tour. I guess it's probably been almost about two years now. I right. think it was Christmas 2019. Damn. And about four years ago, we recorded with Gabe. I tracked some, some drums and mm. that finally came out like a few months ago. Wow. So, really? Where's the band? Um, Nathan the singer is having his second kid. Jeremiah the bass player has, has a kid now. Eric. Um, is living in Berlin. He's a keyboard player. Um, he's about to have a kid. So I don't know what the future is really going to, going to hold. Yeah. Um, I know we just came out with the CP. We finally did like something on vinyl, which is cool. Um, the last tour we did was really fucking fun. Um, there's not I re- really, I remember when that band formed dude. And like, you know, it was kind of in those days when we were all hanging out and I, you know, I was like, this is wild ass music, dude. And then for it to blow up as big as it did, I was like, this is even weirder. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, I, you know, what, I, what it was, Nintendo hardcore at the beginning, right? I don't know wow. what it sounds like anymore, but it was it's, fucking wild ass music, dude. Yeah. It, it's, you know? and it still kind of is. And it still, it still blows my mind. Like, you know, when we don't do stuff for a couple of years and come back, we're, I always have the thought of like, oh man, like, what are the shows going to be like? What's it going to be like? And, I'm always fucking blown away. Like, That's amazing, man. We hadn't played in, I think, two full years, a few years back. And we did like a two-week East Coast tour. Every single fucking show was sold out. That's amazing. And, like, <laughs> it, it kind of We kind of fly under the radar because no yeah. one – people. it's funny when people hear that. They're like, oh, the number one response is, hi, oh, you still listen to you guys in high school. How funny. Oh, you guys are still a band? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all right, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But on the other side, it's like – people that do know us because it's such a weird thing. No one else would bother fucking playing stupid music like that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so, very unique. It's unique, dude. I mean, and the people that love it, like fucking love it. They're right. just like, we have, we have established like pretty diehard fans that, that really make it worth it. And fucking that, that's a lot of fun. So I don't know what's going on with horse citations, but I can do some stuff. I, I mentioned to you, Dave Hall's living up here. Oh yeah. So, which is so funny. That's that's a whole nother story. So I mean, I, I have you met the plethora of Ventura people yet? Like Dave, Mike Carter, Tony Lopez, any of these guys yet? That you no, know, you know? I have. I know Mike Carter from back in the day. Yeah. But I think they had some sort of a falling out. Oh, I don't well, think that's they're, a huge surprise. I, <laughs> but, um, yeah. I don't think they're they're very close. So no, I I don't ever. You know, it's weird. In LA, maybe it's just because I was there forever. I'd see people everywhere I fucking right, right. Up here, it's like I don't see as many people as often, especially from COVID. So, right. no, I haven't really come across a lot of Ventura people. Um, but yeah. me and Dave, even through COVID, we still try to meet up like every couple weeks just to catch up. That's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we started. He's a turned into a much a much sweeter human, you know. Yeah, what I mean? oh, Over yeah. the years, you know what I mean. He's he's he is, if I could say, a very gentle man as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's uh, he's changed a lot for sure. He's yeah. been he's been sober, I think, for over ten years. Right. Um, yeah, I think that was a big part of it, honestly. I mean, the, was, know, every time we went to a show, you know, he used to be Dave. I'm not afraid of Stitches Hall. 
because every fucking time any was at a show, he'd get in a fight and then get beat up like every fucking time. You know what I mean? And just, you know, it was like, it was, and it was wild. You know what I mean? We, even on tour, we did a tour with Glass and Ashes. He got in a fucking fist fight at, we have tattoos over it at this place called the Knockout in San Francisco. You know what I mean? It was like, and it was over some old ass Ventura beef. You know what I mean? It was like, oh my God, really? You know, I mean, and it was fine. You know, it just, it is what it, it was. A, it couldn't be a more even fight. They were two of the scrawniest fucking humans I'd ever met in my entire life. And they just, you know, something, something was going on. They decided to go outside and handle it. You know what I mean? It was, it was, so, I'll tell you the story later, but it was, it was a wild fucking. <laughs> I can't wait to ask you. Um, but, so, you know, I like to see that he's, you know, in the little bit I talk to him now, I'm so happy that he's, he seems happy. You know what I mean? Amy's a really, she's a nice lady. You know what I mean? So that's. Yeah. And she's so around. sweet. And they're, they're really good to, to, to gather and to mm. each other. And he's very patient. Um, She actually. You know, without divulging too much, she just had has been dealing with a lot of crazy health stuff. Yeah, um, it was kind of a weird combination of the doctors kind of stupidly prescribing her drugs that that counteract very yeah. extremely, but that she was being told like, "Oh no, this is fine. You can take this together." Blah blah blah. And after a while, it, it seemed like her whole body was just kind of shutting down. So yeah, they've been doing scary, some man. health stuff. She's, she's definitely on the men now. Yeah. She, I think she went to some sort of like slightly holistic kind of natural, naturopath doctors mm -hmm. and, uh, they got her all sorted out and she's better. But for a while, I know they were dealing with some stuff, which was hard because like you said, they're so sweet and, yeah. and, and they're both very, very great people. And, um, so things are better. Um, but I'm in, so I'm in this band, right? And, and <clears throat> one of my oldest friends from Philly, um, this guy named Matt, he's played, he was in that band Hot Cross. He was in Seisha. He was in Off Minor. Right, right. Yeah. Every time any band of mine would go to Philly, we'd stay with him. We'd fucking hang out. He used to work at a, a bomb ass brewery in Philly. So he'd hook it up with beer. Um, this place called Tired Hands in Ardmore. It was so bomb. Um, super sweet guy. He moved to Ashland and then to Portland, like maybe four or five years before I did. And mm -hmm. he just caught every couple of months. He'd be like, dude, Daniel, move up here. We've got to start a band. Like you got to move up to Portland. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then I finally move up here. And so I started a band with Matt. Dave's in the band. Um, this guy, Alexander, do you remember the band Lick Golden Sky? Yeah. He's yeah. from, uh, um, what part of Pennsylvania? God, I can't remember. Anyways, um, I also had stayed with him fucking in the early 2000s, like early bleeding Kansas days. Mm -hmm. Um, he's up here, so he's in this band. Um, we got a guy from, uh, the Indiana scene. God, what was his band called? Wasn't Usurp Synapse or Race Bannon, but it was one of those bands those, from that, in era that type of that genre. he played in. So we have this band of like old dudes that used to be in all these kind of like screamo y kind of bands. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're doing that. We actually haven't, cause a couple of the guys have kids and one's kind of a high risk guy. So we haven't, we've been paying for this rehearsal yeah. studio here that we haven't used in about a year. That's ah, a fucking worst dude. Yeah. So we, we have about probably about, you know, a dozen songs. We've played a couple shows. Um, I think the week that COVID got shut down, we were supposed to play with Ryan Patterson from Coliseum's new band. So uh, is that the real, is Dave, Dave's in this band? Uh huh. Yeah, so that's a real gnarly band. Like, it's real gnarly, like, hardcore, right? Isn't that what it is? Uh, or is, am I thinking of a wrong band that he was in? No, I, it, I mean, it probably was. Probably. When we started, it was a little more chaotic and a little bit harder. 
I think as time has gone on, we've kind of developed our own style. So a little bit more like AMRAP, noise rock. Uh, I would describe it as kind of like Jehu and Jesus Lizardy kind of stuff. Okay, cool. With much more mid-tempo, much more angular and dissonant rather than like fast and brutal. Right, because the, the stuff I was there is there a record out of of stuff a demo I, or something? No. Okay, so it must have not well, been the thing I heard. You might have heard some of the stuff Dave's been working on by himself. Maybe he's been reactive with like he's gotten way into like synths. Yeah. He's a phase guy. He kind of reminds me of Mike Wetzel in that way, where like they get really into something and then like okay, yeah. they're transition into this. He was yeah. so fucking obsessed with guitar pedals and dude, he's just. <laughs> buying like you know this five hundred dollar pedal and selling this other one and yeah you know perfecting his pedal board as you know we we understand oh yeah like we, I, I get that the um, the force is strong dude it's yeah <laughs> remember Matt Barks dude I, Barks is out of control with that shit you know what I mean uh, yeah, but, you know and ancestors he's like I built a modular synthesizer I'm like I don't know what the fuck you just said to me you know what I mean. <laughs> He's just plugging in cables like he's a 50s phone lady. <laughs> Knobs. And I was like, what are you doing, dude? You know, but I'm good. I mean, good for them. You know what I mean? It's above my pay scale. Give me a nice, deep, heavy riff. I'm good, man. Yeah. I like a couple pedals here and there, but yeah, yeah. It, it gets it gets wild, dude. I mean, you know. it gets I mean, as as you know, if you talk to Dave about it and, and Go through his history of purchases on fucking reverb and whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it gets out of hand. So he went from kind of that. He had some hearing issues, actually. He had some pretty severe tinnitus that I think he's still dealing with. So yeah. he showed up like the Linkin Park guy with like this fucking like almost like you're like noise canceling ones. <laughs> yeah. um, and he still has some issues. Um, yeah. But I don't know if we're going to be able to like play properly loud music anymore with him. Yeah. Uh, because of it. But he's gotten into like home recording and synths and stuff like that so getting old's a motherfucker ain't it i mean yeah he's he's getting up there getting getting old i mean i can't hear shit anymore dude all the years of being an ox and the wrath and you know we had an ox we had that pyramid of fucking amps right and it was like shit with stereo notes no head no no earplugs and then running a bulldozer for fucking 10 years you know what I mean? Yeah. doesn't help, you know, and I can't hear anything anymore, dude. Like if, if I'm in a room of people talking, I can't hear who's saying what, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I can't tell the difference. It's my kids could be the neighbor. I fucking have no idea, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's just gnarly, dude. Um, yeah. Sorry to bring it back. I am doing, let's see. Is there any other, bad? yeah. Ancestors. Um, that's a, a sad story. Um, yeah, won't really get into it, but, Jason and Justin don't really get along. Right, right. It was kind of years in the making. And the last European tour we did with, you know, Caleb from the band Tweakbird. Yeah. Yeah. He, he played bass with us on a tour and he's so sweet. And it was a fantastic tour. Um, we went out with that band Elder. I don't right. know if you're familiar with the Elder. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of funny. Ancestors and Elder touring together. Just the names. Yeah. Um, but which before, actually ancestors was called elder before yeah. ancestors, which is, is that not so funny. it's ironic. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah. So when we recorded this last record that we came out with, we spent a long time writing it and we really flushed it out. And, um, it was going to be like this big double album. Right. But the recording process was taking a long time and we needed to get Gabe some money. And, um, the guy from the ocean, um, runs that label pelagic and he mm-hmm. really wants to put it out and he's like dude i can't wait like let's just finish the finish half of it and we'll put out one album 
right which we did that's what we toured that's kind of why we went to europe to kind of help help promote that record mm-hmm. and so we have this whole second record everything's fucking tracked the songs are heavier even better to me like i love these mm-hmm. songs and i think we had like sporadic vocals done to it if i'm not mistaken and because of what's going on now like i keep asking about it i'm like hey guys can we just like even if we don't play can we just finish this record right right i think gabe is a really good engineer yeah the songs are fucking rad yeah and i just because of the tension there i just don't think that it's gonna happen which yeah it's too bad man i mean i remember being so stoked when you got in you know what i mean like you know because it was these two worlds for me that you know like I know I've known Justin since we were 15 years old and I've known you, you know, since we were 17. And I remember yeah. them looking for a drummer and being like, dude, I know, I know a guy, I know a guy, I know a fucking guy. You know what I mean? Like, and I was just so excited when it all actually worked out. You know what I mean? It's like fucking rad, you know? Um, cause you're, you're such a, I mean, I just watching you play drums. There's a handful of people that I watch play drums that you go, God damn dude. Like every hit means something. <laughs> It's not like you're pouring every ounce of yourself in every hit, but it's just like the, you know, the style in which you play, you know what I mean? It just, it fucking speaks, you know? And, and the way, honestly, Bleeding Kansas, you and Mike would lock in, the bass player, you know, yeah. would lock in with each other and let the guitars do what they're doing. It just, it was like on a whole nother level for me, you know what I mean? And yeah. I mean, it, I'm just That's so excited how, that it did work out at least for the amount of time that it, that it did, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. I, I do appreciate that. It's very nice of you to say. And yeah, every... Everything is intentional, you know, kind of like that's one thing I learned from like Pink Floyd is like, don't do more. I, you know, I've never been a flashy player. I've always hated kind of flash and right. I'm not sitting there in my practice pad and seeing how many fucking, you know, 30 second notes I can throw in in a fill. Right. So everything's kind of like placed on purpose with intention. So yeah, that, I, I, less is more. Really I mean, it's there. fucking, you know, every, every hit is meaningful. It's, it's a yeah. trip, you know, watching you play like that. You know, I was thinking, when you actually were saying, you know, uh, earlier about, you know, the, the, those new band, the songs being very complicated and, you know, and I, I had flashbacks just now to me torturing my drummer, Rob in tongue, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'll yell shit at him. I'm like, I need, I, I feel like I hear sporadic flams in this. Part. He's like, <laughs> fuck dude and he's such a good drummer that he actually fucking figures it out you know what i mean but i'll literally be yelling shit at him while we're playing like it's a fuck it's do it with no symbols you know what i mean it's like what like you know and it's just like the way my mind works it makes total sense you know but to have this fucking poor guy try to figure out what the fuck i'm talking about you know what i mean it's like i just i feel like the drummers are a tortured fucking yeah. musician all the time because a guitar player has no fucking clue i mean unless you're a really good drummer you know what i mean it's 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 just yeah. so funny man you get tortured with like i mean the names the titles of our songs are often until we actually title them are the descriptions of the drums that i had for rob <laughs> to try to play you know what i mean <laughs> like, was there a song called sporadic flames yeah literally there's a new one called sporadic flames i think we just we just named it the other day but yeah like, like just it. Or like, you know, if I want him to repeat a riff, I'll yell, hold the line at him. Like our song titles are out of control until there's actual song titles. You know what I mean? And okay. it's oftentimes just me torturing Rob, like just yeah. trying to, you know, and he's such a good drummer. He, you know, he was, uh, he works at DW, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he went through MI. He's a fucking incredible drummer, dude. Okay. You know? And, um, but yeah, he just, he looks at me, he's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fucking crazy you know 
but yeah I, I, drummers are always the most tortured people i think in any band you know what i mean yeah when especially first, if the drummer's not writing the material you know for sure yeah and like you said the guitar player or whoever else like they don't really understand the like technicality of the no, drums not at all but that could provide like really cool original weird ideas so yeah when i first joined horse the band um couple of the guys were writing songs basically in MIDI and they were writing these drum parts yeah. by programming MIDI. And I'd have to tell them, I'm like, Hey, I can kind of do like this version of it, but what you made up is technically impossible with two arms and two legs. Like, <laughs> exactly. This this can't be done like this, no matter what. Like, well, well, well what, what's your version? And then, you know, like you have someone that doesn't know what they're talking about really yep, yep but they're very opinionated but they do have a clear picture of kind mm -hmm. of what they want like you said you you know what you want um so that was kind of difficult but like once i was able to mentally translate what the fuck they're meaning or what they're talking about i'm like oh <laughs> they just want something so weird that defies <laughs> all logic in my mind of what a drummer would normally do right, like, yeah. especially having gone to mi myself and mm. played in tons of different bands like i have a pretty good instinct of you know, what, what is taste what fits the riff here, you know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that kind of forced me to kind of rethink and, and do some wacky shit that I would have never done that it ended up being, you know, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, if you can do it with, you know, I've always been, I, I don't, I have an idea in a certain part, some very, very rarely where I'm like, no, it, it literally has to be this, yeah. but whatever I've always approached it as, first of all, I'm the worst player in my band. Always. I want to be the worst fucking musician. I want to surround myself with people that are much more talented with me than me. You know, it's just yeah. how I am. I, and I'm also yelling. So I got an excuse to yeah. not be such a great musician because I'm screaming the whole time while I'm doing it. But yes, it's, it's always I, it's always what serves the riff. Like what fits better? Like we can try it a thousand different ways. And and we everyone knows when you play it that one way, you're like, that's it right there. You know, and that and that's where the ego stops, because I could be absolutely fucking wrong about what I thought I heard and you know, the everyone we play it this one way that everyone, you know, and then yeah. that it wins. That's what wins. You know what I mean? Cause that's what, that's what the song needed, you know, whether I can't explain myself or not, but you know, when you got it, when you're in a band with it's, you know, an arrogant moron, you know what I mean? Then now, now it's fucking hard. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. you're trying to make your own case. And then I've never been in a band with anyone like that. Cause I, I couldn't, I literally couldn't like, I don't think I could last, you know what I mean? Without... I think as we get older too, that kind of falls by the wayside. You know, as you know, you were talking about Dave being fucking crazy when he's young and oh yeah. You know, we just get older, like you realize your opinion doesn't fucking mean shit. I know. <laughs> and that you're a worthless blip in like time oh. and space. Um right. and so I think something about that kind of shapes your hard headedness and fucking how cocky you are or like how opinionated you are about like right. how a song should go or you know I, and i've been playing since i was young so i've never really been in a band with someone who's too much like that right yet i can see that we all kind of had that a little bit when we were young oh yeah. yeah we just felt so strongly about it and we were so influenced by you know the shows we had seen and, and the records we were listening to right. and so we kind of were trying to do our own thing within that realm and you right. just kind of get get some of those ideas where you're like, no, like, fuck that. Like, let's do it like this. Let's, let's never repeat any section and let's do each thing like three, three times. or five times only. <laughs> totally, no, never two or four. And it's yeah. like, like, you don't yeah. want to repeat. And I, I get it. Like, that's cool too. But, 
um, at some point you kind of can step back and, and see the bigger picture. Yeah. Step it's part of yourself and what you think. And you're like, you just kind of let go. Yeah. The ego of opinion is, is wild, dude. I mean, it's, it's what split this country in half right now. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, people being so fucking assuming that their opinion is so valuable that they need to not talk to members of their family anymore. If they disagree, you know, all that shit. It's like, you would assume a lot of people would grow out of it, but apparently they fucking don't. You know what I mean? Like it's the general worse. And not only that, like us as young kids, the audacity for us to start a band, to write music, to want to actually pursue that career. You know what I mean? Like it's a, that's a fucking wild endeavor for anybody. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in any, you know, it's as dumb as my kids telling me, Oh, I want to be a YouTuber. I'm like, whatever, you know, but now I, I realize like, you know, I never dismissed him for it, but you know, when you hear those words, yeah. like I want to be on, I want to be a TikTok star, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yep. why? You know, and it's the same thing as me telling my mom, like, yeah, I want to be in a fucking touring heavy metal band. Yeah, I want to be <laughs> like, okay, kid, kid, good job, good luck. You know, <laughs> back, like, you know, and luckily my mom <laughs> supported it. And my, you know what I mean? It was yeah. all good, you know. And that's my job as a parent to support my kids' dumb fucking decisions. That well, as long as they don't harm anybody, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And and now we're in the time where, dude, you told you you told me 10, 15 years ago people would be making money being a YouTube personality. Yeah. People were making money streaming video games. People were making right. money doing fucking choreographed dances. Like, yeah, it still kind of is weird for my heart to accept. It's insane, but it is the reality. Like you, at some point, like I said earlier, you got to let go. And you got to see it for what it is. And there is like, it's such a fucking thing where, yeah, dude, there's tons of young kids that are fucking millionaires because they stream WoW or they stream Call of Duty or they don't even actually stream. They're watching someone else stream and they're just talking about it. Right. Yeah. It's it's crazy. That's all crazy to me. Like, but then again, like who's to say what it it scares the shit out of me because then I'm like, what's it going to be in five or 10 years from now? What's the next? weird conceptual thing that is yeah. you know gonna change fucking the internet as we know it or life as we know it. like that's been such youtube has just been such a fucking strong force with so many things and yeah it's it's crazy. Crazy. I mean, like even you know my kids will listen to a song that's like very well produced and it has a literally a hundred genres of music in it and I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, and it's about a video game. It's about like Five Nights at Freddy or whatever fucking Identity V, whatever game they're watching, Roblox or whatever. And this is a song with a video about it. And you look at it and it's got a billion views. And you're like, oh, okay. So, and, and then not only that, when you look at it, it's a fucking, it's a group. It's like a, it's like a handful of guys that are doing these songs. And they probably have more fucking downloads than the Beatles. You know what I mean? On these YouTube videos and shit. And you're like, okay, well, genres are dead. I mean, genres of music are gone. This is fucking it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, um, you know, and I keep, I try to keep a real open mind because, you know, it's not my world anymore, man. Like, my world, my world now is to make sure that my kids shepherd into something that's fucking livable at this point. You know what I mean? But, like, for me to have my hangups about what I think is fucking music or this and that, it's, 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 no one fucking cares, old man. You know what I mean? Like, this guy has a billion, two billion views on his videos. 
So someone's doing something right. And it's not you dickhead. You know, <laughs> like you're just like, and so I've had to like all that shit, you know, that I used to previously assume, you know, being a staunch record store employee, uh-huh. very serious fucking opinions about music and still also fuck Morrissey. But you know, <laughs> like I, I just, a lot of it's gone out the window except for that one. You know what I mean? But um, you so, just can't, you cannot, it's not our world anymore. And music itself is going to change. And, you know, I even, I've said it a couple of times, but I'm not interested in making albums anymore yeah. at all. We did one, Tongue did one, you know, and, and the guys really wanted, a couple of the guys had never had a vinyl, like a full release out. So we did it, you know what I mean? And, but you're fucking lucky to get two songs on a, on a playlist. You know what I mean? Like I'm more interested. We're back at singles. We're in the 45 days again. You know what I mean? We're back in the fifties right now. Like you get, you know, put out two, three bangers a year, dude. You know what I mean? Like. Fuck it, because now your your goal as a band is to be in everyone's crawl. I think this this two year album cycle, five year touring cycle bullshit, it's gone, dude. It's yeah. fucking gone. Like if you can't put out if you can't put out at least a couple songs a year and stay in people's crawl, like in people's mindset at this point, like it's fucking. I mean, good. Yes, there's still avenue for albums and labels and all that stuff, but that's not what the kids give a shit about, dude. They yeah. don't fucking care. The younger generations do not sit down and listen to a record at all. I mean, ever. You know, I mean, it's not even a part of their fucking lingo anymore, you know? And I, I just don't, I think it's a cool way to, for me, it's a, I think it's going to be the way I'm going to adapt from now on. At this point, we're going to release like two, three songs a year. Just fucking release them, you know? It's so easy to do it now. You know what I mean? Obviously, like, if you're in a Doom band with 25 minute songs, yeah, fucking release one song a year. You know what I mean? Who gives a shit, you know? You can do all of it on DistroKid, make it easy. Everyone can download it. You know what I mean? You get For the sure. press you want. You don't need a fucking label anymore. You know what I mean? It's records are to be press a record is crazy cheap. You know, fuck that, dude. I'm not. I'm like. I'm. And it might change. You know what I mean? But I'm not interested in albums anymore, man. Like, because for me personally, that type of shit fits will fit my lifestyle more. I don't. Yeah. I'm not gonna go on tour. I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna do that anymore. Like. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be gone for four weeks at a time and come back with zero fucking dollars and three hungry <laughs> mouths. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it's just about really loving to play music and create some shit. <clears throat> and now it's easy. You know what I mean? So fuck it. Fuck an album, dude. I don't, I don't, I'm not interested anymore. It's, it's really weird how my, my whole life was that, you know, make an album, fucking try to tour on it. This and yeah. that get, get noticed by a label, get on fucking Southern Lord or TP or whatever it was, you know? And, at this point, I'm like, dude, I'm just, I'm just stoked to be able to do this still, <laughs> you know, especially after COVID. I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of bands that are weeded out after this. They're just, they're not going to make it through this shit, you know, For sure. which yeah, is good. Some, some people just might not be able to adapt to that. Right. Some yeah. people are so stubborn or stuck in that or That's kind of all that they know is that yeah. album or cycle kind of thing. Uh, and, and you know what? It works. It works for some bands. You know, it works for Mastodon. It works for fucking... You know, bands like Intronaut, it works for th- these bands that are already big and established. But I think for new bands from this point on, even in the last few years, fucking release a handful of songs at the beginning to get some notice. And then at that point, dude, just stay in everyone's fucking, you know, I mean, if you're not popping up in their Instagram feed every few months. No one's going to remember anything. You know what I mean? So I, I, think I, it has, I think that has, there's something to be said for a demographic too, because like, what young kid is going to listen to Intronaut or Mastodon? Well, Nothing I mean, I love, I love both bands. And yeah, I'm of course, of course. Happen. 
But when you look at what place on YouTube, what has Spotify place, you right. know, you're like, oh, this is, it, it's kind of jarring. It was jarring for me to, even 10 years ago when I don't even, it blew my mind to find out about this. But do you remember the bands like Attila and Imure? Uh, like, Attila, crap, like crap, the black metal crap. guy? No, it's like, it's like white dudes playing weird, like beat down hardcore mixed oh, with okay. legit rap like yeah. rap rapping I don't, I don't remember that <laughs> so when i first heard about this i couldn't no. believe it existed like i right i was so blown away that that it was a thing at all mm-hmm. and it was serious and then i would see how many fucking views and plays it had i'm like what and then that was you know a while ago and i yeah. already old and out of touch and then as time has gone on like you said there's just you know not just video game music but a lot of the like popular you know, I will say like SoundCloud or like mumbo rap or like R&B and hip hop Mm -hmm. um, that I don't really personally care for. I can't tap into it and connect with it. It's just not what I like. But you look and see it, how many fucking plays and views it has. And it's like, okay, this is what, you know, like you said, grandpa, we're we're fucking grandparents now. We're we're the old guys yelling at fucking clouds. Um, But there's Get off my lawn. Yeah, I, some riffs. I, I always talk about that. There's like someone doing some gardening out, like making some noise. I'm like, you damn kids, get off my lawn. Yeah. Um, but there's something to be said, I think, for younger people just preferring different music. And it'll come back around. And at some point, younger kids will adapt to that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, also, you mentioned uh, your kids liking something with a gazillion genres. Have you heard 100 Gex? No. no. <laughs> you never have? Uh-uh. At some point, just check out 100 Gex. 100, what is it? 100 what? Gex, G-E-C-S. And okay. I think sometimes it's either 100 Gex or 1,000 Gex or something. Okay, I'll have to check but, it out. Uh, it's exactly like the way you described it. I was just like, when I listen to it, I kind of shake my head. I'm like, what the what fuck? What the fuck, dude? But it's, yeah. but it's immensely popular. But they literally, if you look at their like Wikipedia page, it's, they <laughs> combine. They do not... Um, uh, exclude any genre right. they have like fucking like 90s techno and like unearth style metalcore breakdown and then ska and then like <laughs> classic rock, like literally everything in one song huh yeah well, wow check. yeah i'll have to check it out man off a treat and check out 100 gex yeah um but yeah it just it, it blows my mind as time goes on what has a billion plays yeah and what has a ton of spotify listens it just makes me feel you know, uh, Out of very touch. disconnected. Very yeah, totally, disconnected man. You. Yeah. And the I, only I, reason I know is because of my kids. You know what I mean? And totally. I'll ask, like, I'm like, have you ever heard of this? And they're like, oh, yeah, I, I heard that. And you're like, when? Like, you know, my daughter will be listening to fucking, like, all of a sudden she's listening to Bikini Kill, right? And then, and then it's like Little Nas X after, you know what I mean? Which is like the perfect example of genres being dead. I mean, that little Nas X dude comes in with a country song, you know what I mean? And then in the next video, he's lap dancing on Satan. You know what I mean? And, and Fantastic. With I, I, and shit. And good I for thought, you, I buddy. That, you know what I mean? Like, I, thought that was, I thought all of that was really cool. I did too. You know, I don't like the music, but it fucking, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not mad about it, you know? And, and, and I'm at the point now where, hey man, if you can figure out how to game this motherfucker and do yeah. what you want, exactly what you fucking want, congratulations man yeah the, you know. playing, i think you you touched on it earlier like where it's like la- labels don't really matter like 
if you know how, if you got the production to make some good sounding music that can like, you know, connect with a bunch of people and then you make like a dope looking video, boom, you're like, you're, yeah. you're a student. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a trip, dude. It's, but yeah, it's, it's weird for me having like grew up in music and playing music my whole life. Mm-hmm. I consider myself a musician. I studied music, went to school for music, have a bachelor's degree in music, blah, 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 playing all these bands. <laughs> and then I, I look at what's going on in yeah. music and I'm like, <laughs> Holy fuck! Like, am I am I even a musician anymore? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like what? Yeah. Wow! Like, I'm wow. just I'm so dated that. I, yeah, it's shocking. It's funny, man. I mean, to feel devalued in your life's passion is a fucked up feeling, dude. especially when it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's yeah. some fucking sixteen year old, you know, yeah. doing something which is yeah. not saying it's not good or anything. I just, no, of I, course not. It's not maybe not for me. But then you see, like, oh, dude, they just, you know, they just made $2.4 million because of this TikTok thing. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. how do you even make money on power? What? I don't even know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Remind me of that South Park episode where Canada wants, like, some of America's internet money. Oh, really? This, this vague concept of, like, yeah, we, we want some of your internet money. It's like, wait, what? Like, I still don't understand, you know. It took me a long time to even wrap my head around like Bitcoin and fucking cryptocurrency. Yeah. And then, you know, I still don't know what's going on. What the fuck is an NFT? Come on. I mean, what the fuck, man? Like, what is happening? I bought some Dogecoin and so far I'm down like a hundred dollars and it's, I'm fucking, I'm, I don't know what's going on here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, the NFT thing is so wild to me, dude. Like, I like, don't, I don't, didn't they, didn't the Mark, Mark Cuban sell like a meme of himself for like a fucking millions of dollars? Like what is happening, dude? But, and the thing is, is like you don't own the rights to it. Like you don't have, you sometimes <laughs> yeah. don't even have like a physical thing. You know what I, you know what I describe it to a friend of mine? Uh, it was his birthday. His dad bought him like two square feet. Of land in Scotland, right? Oh, to so be a lord, like, to be Scottish a lord. lord. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of the same idea of like, okay, yeah, you you can buy this constellation in space, and you yeah. get this cute little certificate, mm. and you you know, mm-hmm. I, I own this. So it's kind of like that same mentality, but for the digital age, where it's like, okay, you just want some sort of claim, and it's like, if you got the fucking money to spend on this, I don't know why you'd spend it on it, but I'm not rich, so I can't fathom a world right. where I would think about that. But I think it's the same kind of idea. Like, it's fucking, it, dude. I'm, you know, so like I've, do, I had Bitcoin a long time ago, made some money on it, all this shit, right? You know what I mean? It's like I followed the Dogecoin, I followed the GM, GME, the GameStop shit, made a yeah. little bit of money on that. <clears throat> it was way too late to the game, you know what I mean? But then it was like now everyone's talking about these NFTs and all this shit. And I'm like, I am just so far behind. And I have friends that are fucking millionaires from this shit. You know what I mean? Like, and you're like, what do you do? Like, what do you even do? I don't know what you do, man. Like, I have no idea. You know, like, I love the fact that they decided that Reddit fucked the stock market. Like, that's the most punk shit I've ever heard in my entire life. You know what I mean? I was excited when that happened. I was so fucking stoked. But otherwise, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, like. I used to think gold was valuable, you know, <laughs> like, like what is happening here? Is, yep. it, is it even worth anything? I've no, you know, we all know money is an illusion, you know what I mean? Anyway, but holy but fucking that's, shit. Yeah. That's further drilled in into like the fabric of our society too. And it, we're getting, you know, 
it's going to become more uh, readily accepted that that it is an illusion because there's so many of these things that are tied into just like, well, we can, you know, it is what we value it and it is what we make it. And it goes, it makes me feel like how I feel about music and, you know, uh, younger generations of like, what the fuck is going to happen in five or 10 years? What the fuck is the next NFT thing? What the fuck is the next like billion view music thing on YouTube? Whether or not it's even music, like, I don't know. And it's so insane. Imagine being like our parents' age, like, they must not like it must be nice to not really have to think about any of this stuff. Right, right. It, it's like they they can kind of choose to have Yeah, but a, like, they're just still mad Trump lost, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's our all of our parents' age. Christ, my parents aren't like that. Oh, they're they, not. Yeah. They kind of, my dad used to be and my mom mm-hmm. kind of tagged along. Mm-hmm. And I think in the in the last couple of years of his presidency like He's like this guy's he, out of his take I, a fucking mind. Back. I was, just started talking to my dad. It's been he he fucking disowned me the day Trump lost because I I made fun of him. You know what I mean? And then uh, literally last week we just started talking again. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, man! <laughs> you know, like, I'm, you know, I was like, hey man, I'm sorry you just got into politics and you're surprised by how this fuck this country is. But maybe you should have woke up thirty fucking years ago and started paying attention to what was going on. You know what I mean? It can't. Be, it's not all their fault, but motherfucker, man, like. None of this is a surprise to me. You know what I mean? Like Dude, the wild, the wild thing is like so many of like what we grew up with as like crust punk ideals and punk rock yeah. ideals. Now it's it's kind of cool in the way that that's oh that's like any rational person like this is what you this is the the end that you come to in like your thought process of like okay yeah everything that was kind of radical is now like kind of oh it all makes sense to like right. for me. And like back in the day, it's like, oh yeah, we all knew not to watch Fox News. That was right. very obvious. Yeah. But now, it's so crazy to me that that mentality has kind of been co-opted and used by the right, where it's like, oh no, now like Breitbart and Fox, those are the honest ones. Right. And right. all of these other scientists and like people yeah. that went to school to study and all of these like professional journalists. They're right. all lying. You know, like the Q. Well, I, but also, let's not act like CNN isn't full of shit. No, no, you know no, what no, I mean? Yeah. There's I, no honest news source anymore. <laughs> Vice, maybe. There's, maybe. There's no, <laughs> I, I would say democracy now is like. Maybe. The, yeah, the, pretty cool. Reuters, Reuters is pretty on it. You know what I mean? But corporate news is really, it's not just Fox. Yeah. It's, it's corporate news that are, that are run by these super duper duper rich dudes that own, you know, a huge percentage of the media. Yeah. But it was just, it's crazy to me to think like, now the very far right, the people who are like brainwashed, you know, it's so fucking cliche to say, but like brainwashed sheep. Now mm-hmm. they're saying like, oh, you guys are fucking brainwashed. You guys need to wake up. And you don't know, <laughs> Trump is, you know, a disciple of Jesus and he's going to, he's going to open up the deep state and he's going to mm-hmm. clear out all these people that are fucking molesting children and, and drinking blood. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, holy sh! like, wait, what? And they're using that kind of like, how we felt back then mm-hmm. about like what was, you know, fair and just and pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Now it's like spun around in a way that it's just. Well, it's just I mean, it, you know, it, we, everyone talks about the deep state and by, you know, everything's by design and all that shit. And, you know, and it's like, the only thing I think that's consistently by design is to keep us divided. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's intentional, but I do think it's, you know, it is, 
if you keep this country fucking fighting, you know what I mean? This is what will happen. You know what I mean? Like you will. And I honestly, man, I think we're at the end of capitalism to be honest. Like I think we're, we're literally at the tail end of how far capitalism goes before it turns back into communism somehow. Like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, you know, I think, I think like you said that the one consistent, one of the consistents is keeping us divided and keeping us fighting because there's, there's another part of that to me where the, as you can see, the, the wealth gap is becoming so insane. It's just because these old rich dudes are like clinging on to their money and their power and will do anything it takes to keep it going. Right. And so it's also a divide between, you know, the super duper rich and, you know, middle class to poor and starving people. That's of course. It's, man. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, separated. But that's that's a huge part of that too. Is like that's that's the other consistent is like, and it's getting so out of hand. The debt's getting so out of hand. The 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 wealth gap is so fucking ridiculous yeah. that more more people that never would have noticed before you you can't help but notice. It's like, dude, you're spending how much on military spending? How many oh, trillions yeah. of dollars? And you're you're bitching about giving me six or fourteen hundred dollars? Right. Of course. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck that. And yeah. so. I think people are getting tired and fed well, up. Well, I think people are starting to finally ask the right questions. You know what I mean? Like, And, you know, much like the underground music scene is always about five or ten years ahead of what comes to the bubbles up to the mainstream. You know what I mean? Like, punk rock politics is fucking 20 years ahead. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this is shit that we everyone's been talking about for many, many years. But also, the, our generation of punk rockers and people that feel like this are the ones that are actually starting to fucking vote, make differences, run for council. You know what I mean? Like I have a few friends that they're punkers. They're running for city council. You know what I mean? And we're starting businesses. We're fucking, you know what I mean? And all that shit in it, you know, I had to explain to, you know, my old man one day, like, Hey man, like you're going to be dead. And whatever these like things that you're clinging on to that made America great at this one point, and which I'm not sure at what point it was, yeah. Like it's fucking gone, bro. And it's been gone. You know, you're living, you're, you're holding on to a fucking dream. You got two fingers on the ledge and like one of them's about to fucking slip off. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, and, and I, I, I love, you know, I love people. I don't want anyone to suffer, but you can't look, you can't tell me that, you know, the fact that Jeff Bezos has more money and he has so much money. He could literally save the world. And you're going to tell me that, like, oh, well, this is capitalism. You know what I mean? It's like, well, dude, I mean. It's a free market. Yeah, I mean, I but I think we're at the end. We're at the fucking, I mean, 20 years, maybe more of this shit. And then it's going to have to go somewhere. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I mean, aliens. This is what we need. Aliens. We need the goddamn aliens, dude. This is This is exactly what we need. We need these fools to come down and be like, hey. You guys are actually kind of, like, pretty close to cows. You know? <laughs> like, you know, like, I, I don't know what it is. I'm hoping... I'm hoping there's something coming on the horizon. Fingers as long as as long as Biden doesn't start sniffing him, you know what I mean? We'll be fucking good. <laughs> I think you know, he's all, you know, but I, I just I need we need aliens, god damn it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, you I had an interesting thought when you were to, you know, uh, the make America great thing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, make America great again thing is like uh you know, there's been so many things. John Oliver had a really really dope segment about like hey what what era are they talking about and he kind of went you know decade by decade and was like it just made me think just now like 
there never actually was a time when it was great. It was always an illusion. Right. There was a little bit more honesty prior to, you know, uh, weapons of mass destruction and technology. Right. Right. Um, there was, there was a little bit more hope and a little bit more honesty and a little bit more transparency because there was no other choice. Right. Um, there's been so many things that politicians and rich people have done to kind of make it not transparent, to make it confusing. Oh yeah. You know, do all of these things. But I think the, the basis of, of what the idea I had was, was it actually wasn't ever great. There was never a time when, when this country was great, it started as a fucked up genocide yeah. and we just were so young and fucking cocky and we just have been exploiting people and mm-hmm. taking advantage of people uh, globally, you know, trying to show everyone, you know, with force that we're right and we got this shit figured out. And I, I, I just think that they're not trying to actually make the country great again for anyone or like everyone. Mm-hmm. I think they just want that mentality back mm-hmm. of like, oh, I didn't know the the politicians were corrupt. I didn't know I was being lied to. I didn't know all these oil companies were spilling into the water because right. there wasn't like technology and news media to kind of spread this. So right, right. It was. It's more of like a, yeah. they're clinging on to this sad, underdeveloped. It's an like, idea of maturity. It right. It's it, they right. can't mature and evolve past that kind of like. Well, that was comfortable. I was really comfortable back then because I didn't, I didn't know what I know now, and I don't want to know all this stuff, and it shouldn't right. be like that. But now we can't do anything about it. Well, now that you, you know, Pandora's box is open. You know, what I mean, it's you know, we're we all with all the knowledge on of on the internet, we're getting dumber. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and that both sides, you know, politically, everyone's fucking dumb. This cancel culture shit's stupid as much as the fucking alt right bullshit is stupid. You know what I mean? Like. And you yeah. can't like, you know, I think the only time and it's fucking sad, the only time this place was probably and, it, you know, I'm going to say this is huge caveat of racism was existed, you know, all these things. But, you know, when our country went to war in World War Two and after that, this whole place fucking got together to make shit happen. You know, what I mean, you had, you know, you know, women working in factories and all this shit, you know, what I mean, and all that stuff. And did it spawn a fucking generation of Cold Wars and. You know, all this crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely did. And obviously, you know, the amount of racism back in the 40s and 50s was unfucking real you know. But when you really think about it, man, I mean, we have been consistently moving better. You know what I mean? It is, you know, there are things that are being tackled. There's things that are, you know, need to be addressed at this point, And they're finally being addressed. So, if you, I mean, if you start from, you know, the beginning to the end, like, we have, every generation has consistently gotten a little bit better. You know what I mean? There's an argument for, I think, financial gap, like you were saying, you know, like, whereas my old man, when he was my age, could work his ass off, afford to live off one single income, buy a fucking house for a real realistic amount of money, make a life for himself. That, that gap has gotten massive, you know, and it's not possible. I make good money and I cannot afford to live here. You know what I mean? Like in Ventura, I can't buy a house. It's just not fucking going to happen. Not for a minute. You know what I mean? Um, that shit is real, but you know, I think people tend to forget that when you're, when you're, your whole focus is right here and you only are seeing the bad shit, you know, you don't really get to step back enough and and see like, you know, things are fucking good here. You know, for the most part, we, we get to say, fuck you to every president on earth without being, you know, having people knock on the door. And you know, those are the freedoms that 
fucking capitalism and this country's got us, but it is time to start asking these fucking tough questions. Yeah. And it is time to start making people accountable for their shit. You know what I mean? And, and it's just what happens. You know what I mean? It's, I think it's for them to not allow it is going to end in revolution. You know what I mean? But I, I just don't see how you, you know, if you can't, you can't say not you, but you know, the proverbial yep. people can't say that this place is a total piece of shit. Cause you got the freedom to bitch. Yeah. You know I mean, you look at China, you look at fucking Russia, you look at any other, you know, major country in the world that's truly run by communism. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. good luck fucking saying anything bad. You know, they're going to show up at your door. I mean, look at that fucking Chinese billionaire that disappeared. You know, that I, he was the guy that owned, he was the guy that owned, um, the Amazon of Asia. I'll, what's it? Alibaba? Don't know. I haven't right. read so it. So this is the richest man in China. He's a billionaire, right? And it's because the Chinese government has led him, but he owned Alibaba, which is the China of Amazon. And that motherfucker said one weird thing about China, and he disappeared for four fucking solid months. Disappeared off the face of the earth. Came back, you know what I mean? Like, totally different human, dude. You know what I mean? Like, they put him uh -huh. in camps. They, You know what I mean? And this is one fucking guy. And this is a billionaire, you know? Like, yeah, we have the freedom to absolutely bitch. And I, I love that. And I don't want to lose that, you know? Yeah. And that's what scares me about some of the cancel culture shit is not being able to even have a conversation. You know what I mean? Because the, the ending of conversation, one side or the other, is what's going to end this place, you know? And I don't think the left realizes the far... And I when I say that, I mean, I'm talking the far left, the people that are absolutely unreasonable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also the far right, they can't fucking talk, you know? But you can get a group together in any anywhere in this country and probably find a few things that everyone agree on, you know what I mean? Whether you're Republican or Democrat. But, For you know, sure. the social media and all that shit, I mean, it just feeds into this shit, you know? But... You know, I do appreciate everything here, even and and the fact that we can admit that it's a shit show, and we're being fucking trampled on all day, and they're just slowly chipping away at whatever freedoms you assumed you had. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's fucking true. You know, but well, it's the Republicans doing it as much as it is the Democrats. You know, and like you said, part of that is um, just keeping us divided. But the, yeah. the the blessing in disguise is, you know, we do have this ability. Um, proper Gandhi has a great lyric about it, but um, I love that band, dude. Like you have, we have the the powers to kind of like whine and bitch and scream till everyone has everything they need. Mm -hmm. um, but this is the even talking about it, getting the separate sides to kind of just have like a, a neutral discussion. Um, the fact that we can criticize it; these are all like the baby steps it takes, you know, for change, for things to improve. Mm -hmm. And the weird thing about kind of taking a step back is. Change is not linear. It's not direct. It's not clear. It's not simple. Like we, as humans, we want things to be nice and neat and compartmentalized and it's slow moving. It's arduous and we, we want it to be faster. Um, but it's not direct. It's not a straight oh, line man. and it fluctuates and it comes in different areas. And that's, that's part of a tool that they, that they are using to kind of keep it separated is just like, it's, it's easy to forget that. Oh yeah, man. It when really you're is. You're describing your kind of tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. Even if you know it in your heart, whereas like having some discussions, you know, we're, I would say we're extremely like-minded, but we could have, if, if someone was calm and could like convey concise talking points that is like on our polar opposite, like, 
we could probably, like you said, find so many things that we fucking agree on. Like, oh, 100%. Dude. Fuck these rich people. Yeah. Fuck these corrupt politicians. Yep. Fuck these lying cops. Fuck, yeah. all, like, it's, it's you know, and, and, and the argument kind of gets diluted because people need it to be in this, like, well, it's either abolish or defund the police. Right. Or, Thin blue line, and there's right. room for kind of like to have this discussion of like, hey, here's really the issue: is we need to fucking keep track, and and if we're going to spend this much money on this stuff, do we want these kinds of weapons in our cities? Are these helping? Are these making it safer? And let's just get some accountability. Let's make it like any other profession where you know people have X amount of years of training, and there's right. some sensitivity stuff going on, which is not happening. But I think yeah. it's just. Uh, it's it's part of the process and it's like a little baby step to, so, to help us get there. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, it, there's just so much room for real fucking conversation. I think it's and you know, I've said it a thousand times. This is a massive ship, dude. You know, it takes. We're, they're making decisions now that are going to affect us twenty years from now. You know what I mean? And and you're not going to see it. I mean, in order to step back and really look at how the fuck this right this present right now is going to affect your future, it's almost impossible. You know what I mean? And you just have to have that open mind. You know, but. It's just so uh, it can get, you know, it can get as dark as it as you want it to, you know, but to let let fear and anger eat you alive to the point where you want to fucking not talk to people or deal with anyone on both sides is it's they won. You know, they the proverbial they won. You know, what I mean, I, don't, sure. I guess it's the algorithm. I don't even know what it is now. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like I think, you know, I heard a really good quote. It was like it was it was on the subject of the deep state. You know what I mean? And it was like, yeah, there there is a deep state, but the deep state is is bureaucracy. You know what I mean? And it's it's fucking red tape and it's fucking endless conversations for nothing. And you know what I mean? Like, Wasted. I don't think there's a cabal of humans. I mean, besides billionaires that get to do whatever they want. You know, I I think I think the deep state is just the amount of pure bureaucracy that this country and the government has created with these intertwined fucking things with the you know with businesses and all that shit you know they went business centric you know like many many years ago you know but i think it's really just straight bureaucracy and that goes that translates into social media that translates in everything you know just muddy the waters as much as you can and then you can control your little population of fucking motherfuckers you know it's yep i don't know it's it can get dark but for to let it consume you that's when you lost you fucking lost the game you know what i mean and I try not to, you know, because I, I really do want to be – I want my kids to have a good fucking life. You know what I mean? I had a pretty good life. It was crazy and trauma and yeah. all kinds of good shit. And, and then also how do you raise kids in a good household with no trauma and have them be fucking not entitled little shitheads? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's possible, obviously, but every interesting person I know is out of their fucking mind. You know what I mean? And was raised in <laughs> chaos. <laughs> like so I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say, you know, but. I mean, you just got to, if you can step back a little, if people could step back a little bit and just check themselves and check their fucking behavior. And I think you could be a lot better, you know, and I, it's hard for me to imagine it wouldn't get better eventually. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. You gotta, man. gotta be hopeful. Gotta be hopeful, man. Are you hopeful for getting out of this shit? I mean, how's the vibe in Portland after all this? I mean, is everyone feeling like the same? It's it's getting like traffic's building back up. You're starting to see people at at the bars and the restaurants and stuff. So I think people are pretty excited. It's been pretty warm here too. It was like uh, 
in the eighties for about a week, week and a half. And so everybody's just super pumped after kind of a cold winter. Right, man. Um, Those winters are a big deal up there, man. I mean, you, you know, you spend four or five months in the winter up there. What is it? Three solid months of cold, cold, cold. Yeah. And you're probably right. It's probably about between four and six months, depending. Yeah, Um, man. I mean, I like it though, man. I, I was a big reason I moved out of uh, LA. I just, I don't do well with shitty air quality and pollution and I don't do well with heat. And I want to say like, 80 to 90% of my entire life in Burbank, California, in that area. Yeah. 90 degrees plus. Always 90 degrees. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. Right. And I just, I can't. I hate that. I, I hate it. That's so, why Ventura rules, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Or San Diego or Santa Barbara. Like, yeah, fucking go to the coast. That makes sense. Uh, but it's also so expensive in all those spots. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. Portland's getting expensive too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I have friends up here. My partner gets pretty bad seasonal depression too from, you know, the lack of vitamin D. And I think I might have it just built up so much in my body from my youth. Mm. They're like, dude, if it's gloomy and fucking overcast, like bring it on. I will go that way for a month and be more excited than if it's like sunny and clear. I appreciate when it is sunny and nice, but like, I just hate the heat so much, dude. Yeah, dude. Well, that's how you can tell if you're not from Portland, if you're excited in the winter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everyone from Portland winter is like, fuck you, fuck this place, fuck the world. (laughs) And you're like, oh, I thought it was pretty nice. Pretty nice couple gloomy days here, you know? Like, and I'm, and and I'm going back to California. It's 78 degrees. We're good. Yeah. See what, um, maybe in like five or 10 years, my, you know, if I'm still here, my tune might change, but yeah, you know, I'm writing it out. Yeah, man. Well, that's beautiful, man. Um, Thanks so much for coming on, man. I really, I mean, it's been awesome. I'm sure you got to get ready for work. You yeah. got another work night tonight? Yeah, it's my Friday. Oof. Be, oh, so, nice. Good for you, though, man. So one more night. It'll be a good night. I'm, yeah, I'm man. looking forward to it, honestly. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Do you have any bands, shit you want to promote? Give us, throw out some handles if you want, you know? Uh, no, nah, I, I don't really have any. I mentioned before, um, mm-hmm. if you want to, like, look up. I don't, actually, I don't think Bleeding Kansas is really on anything. I listened um, to it today, by the way. I listened to Bleeding Kansas uh, today, just to refresh, and it's still good. It's still uh, fucking good, man. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, you can find, you know, any of my old or current bands, Bleeding Kansas, Horse the Band, Cetacean. Um, the new band I'm in is called Sorry Guys um, okay. and uh, Ancestors. Yep. I think that's it. Um, nothing really. Just be good to one another. Thanks for having me. It's great to see your fucking face. Your Bye eyes guys. are beautiful, by the way. I forgot oh, how thank beautiful you, sir. your eyes. Oh yeah. Well, they, and, you know, now that I don't have the beard, it you know kind of yeah. <laughs> the eyes. Which um, I'm actually, I think I'm over it. I think I'm growing it back. I can't fucking stand shaving anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm hate, I'm I hate having well, like beard hair, but I hate shaving, so <sighs> I just don't know what to do. Um, if I if we ever do this again, let's talk more about heavy music. I I've gotten re back into a bunch of shit I used to love and. uh been making some fun playlists on Spotify. You could probably find me on Spotify if you want to check out some of my fucking cheesy pop punk or some heavy or some random shit playlists. Um, it's just my full name, Daniel David Pouliot. Well, dude, let's get let's do let's do this again, and we'll just do like music review shit. Yeah. You know I mean? And it could, it could even be yeah, let's do that. Let's revisit like, yeah. dude, I've been listening to like, do you remember the man Spitfire? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Oh my god, one yeah. of my favorites. And like, I'll yeah. revisit obviously like. Cult of Luna, ISIS mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but yep. just getting into like even Zayo, even some of the yeah, they had a new record come out, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they and it's not bad. Come out. That's it's not, not bad. bad. I mean, you know me, man. My history is that shit. Training for Utopia, Zayo, oh. all that shit. That was my jam when I was 
you know, a hardcore Christian kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that shit's like, that's like the botch Breathe the Resist of Christian music. I actually listened to Breathe the Resist the other day and was fucking still impressed by that band. I dude. did too. Dude, yeah. the recordings are so good. Um, so good. I listened man. to Charmer all the way through. So good. And I was, God, it, it almost brought a tear to my eye. Just, yeah. I can't wait for music to come back. Can't wait for shows to come back. Um, right. Definitely my message to people, when it does come back, please help support. Might not always be going to shows like fucking buy some merch, buy some records, pre-order right. some shit. Um, oh, beautiful. Help, help the grandpa and old people, uh, stubborn musician, uh, people like me and Craig. Like we don't get we don't get billions of plays on you know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, exactly. but you know, throw us some love, send us a message, listen to some shit, put us on a playlist. Uh, yeah, have fun and and be hopeful for the future. And let's go fucking check out some music. Beautiful stuff, man. These shows again. Love you, brother.